Oh boy. <laughs> okay, everyone. I'm um, Rekha Jay. I write science fiction as R.J. Theodore. I I don't know who I am. <laughs> That's Kaylin Considine, who's the acquiring editor with Parvis Press. This is the We Make Books podcast, and we have had one hell of a weekend. We have had. It's been a thing. We just wrapped up with the Nebulas. We are recovering. Yeah. Um, Many throats were hoarse. Oh my goodness. And we had, we had such a great time. Yes. Um, It was a truly phenomenal group of people um, sold out this year, which for those who are maybe not familiar, the Nebulas or the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America conference is held. Yes. And it's held in... A different city every two years. Every two years. This year it was in Los Angeles. Uh, well, technically Woodland Hills. <laughs> Los Angeles adjacent. Yes. So we mentioned in, I think it was episode three, when you were waiting for your publisher to go through the process of, of uh, yeah. finishing your book and, and guiding you to finish your book, what else could you be doing? And this, you don't have to wait until you have a publisher. In fact, many people that we spoke we, to at the Nebulas did not have a publishing contract yeah. or deal, or they were self-published. Um and they all found great value in going to the conference. There's programming to listen to, panelists um, talking about a variety of subjects, and uh, just meeting people. And Barcon is the other half <laughs> of the Nebulas, which I think is as crucial as any other aspect that you might go to. And of course, there's the award ceremony and banquet which is a whole event and then people get very excited and dolled up and, and look fabulous for that. Yeah. Which by the way, that's not, you know, standard for all conventions, right? The banquet is not guaranteed and it's usually an additional cost that you're paying to go to dinner. So, you know, we were talking about this and when we were timing, when we were launching this podcast and we kind of said, you know, we're both going to the nebulas we took our microphone <laughs> and we set up in the lobby and near the bar and near the bar. And we grabbed people as they were walking by and we're like, would you just take five minutes? We did not physically grab people. I did one person. Okay. One person who you were familiar with. Do not lay your hands on people. Do not grab people. Yes. This was, yes, this was one person. We invited people, invited to, people. Sit people <laughs> to sit down with us and have a very brief conversation about how they were finding the conference, um, what things they've learned about writing or uh, what things they've learned about going to conferences yep. and networking. Things they wish they knew yes. going into them. Because I think there definitely is, and this was another big reason we wanted to do this, there's this intimidation factor around conferences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the people we talk to touch on that. Yeah. And um, thankfully, they all say there's no reason to be intimidated. Right. And there's there's not. And especially considering that, like, if you can get to them, they're so great and helpful and so crucial. So mm-hmm. um, but we had a really great time mm-hmm. uh, doing this. We got to talk to a lot of interesting people um, mm-hmm. who shared their wisdom with us. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you guys will find that helpful. Right. Now, um, we are in a convention and yes. as we mentioned, the acoustics in this place were a challenge Hit to pulse, deal with, yeah. even if you were not setting up a microphone. So we did our best to clean it up. And, uh, this is one where you may find that the transcripts we provide for the episodes are crucial in catching every little, uh, glint of wisdom that people can provide. Yeah. And it was a conscious decision because we are at the convention, right? We know, wanted you to get that feel that the, the background murmur. It was not a murmur. It was a roar. <laughs> Sometimes we're louder than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like that is kind of, you know, what it's like. There's people socializing, milling mm-hmm. around in the back. We had a great time doing this. Yes. Um, this was 
one of my favorite things we've done so mm. far. This And this isn't just, you know, the nebulas. This applies mm. to everything. Uh, we talked to some great people. We had such a fantastic time with this, and uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. Anything else that... I mean, I'm going to go to sleep soon. <laughs> yes. I think we both need to sleep for a week. Um, please allow, as you know, as many days as you are at the conference, allow twice that number to adjust to life after a conference. Um, the Concrud is a thing. Wash your hands. Uh, don't shake hands if you haven't washed your hands recently. Just be cool. Yep. Um, you know, uh, take care of your throat, drink lots of fluids. Stay hydrated. Barcon Super is a important. Thing, but alcohol is dehydrating, so make sure you're drinking a club soda or water between each of your drinks. I mean, these are these Just, are the tips that didn't come up in the episode. Yeah, this, the, the Kaylin ones. didn't interview me. Um, <laughs> that's what we should have done. We should have interviewed each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we are. Yeah. Um, so. so that's my stay hydrated, um, eat good food, uh, don't devolve into free candy bars and junk food. Oh, there's and, so much junk um, food just everywhere. Check in with your pits every now and then. Just make sure you, you aren't surprising people around you. Uh, you know what? My my big con tip is pack extra underwear. However much you think you need, pack more because you're going to just be around a lot of people and walking around and stuff and crowded and, you know, maybe you're just feeling a little like you need a fresh up. Yeah, just, just, that's, running, that's a great able, way to re- refresh. Being able to run up to your hotel room and put on a clean <laughs> pair of undies, there's there's no greater feeling in the world. See, this is how you can tell how tired I am. Because <laughs> Kaylin has gone there. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Come on. Oh, you know. Okay, we should stop talking. <laughs> All right, everybody. Enjoy, enjoy the episode. episode. Uh, my name is James Patrick Cronin. I'm a professional voice actor, audiobook narrator, uh, producer and uh, union organizer. That's great. So, yeah. uh, how's your Nebula's going so far? It's been great. It's been a lovely Friday. The venue's awesome. The people here are always super friendly, super quirky, and super fun. Yeah, that. I think that accurately sums up the attendees here. Is that fair? 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a couple squid head costumes. Yeah, I, yeah, I really want to grab them and just ask so you speak for the squid. It's always okay. a guarantee that you're going to see cutting-edge hairstyles and amazing socks. <laughs> the socks game at Sifwa is on point. You know, I didn't bring a lot of socks because I was so excited to be able to wear open-toe shoes, finally. And it's cold so, today. And then it's cold. They sent an oh, announcement this, this morning. They, they had to reschedule yoga. For, I believe it's an unseasonable cold, which is basically just any cold any in cold LA. I'm, I'm from New York and she's from Connecticut, so this is not, this is like, oh my god, this is amazing. Right. For you guys, I'm sure everyone here is. We're just happy to see the sun. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. So, my morning, I uh, I got here, I did a, an hour long workshop uh, presentation uh, that I titled Audiobooks on the Moon that addressed the specific demands of working in the uh, sci-fi fantasy space in audio. And I really tried to gear toward the authors to give them a sense of what reasonable expectations they should have, what they can do before a book gets cast to really help a narrator out, uh, understanding the limitations of vocal stress and vocal strain, uh, made up languages, uh, if you really care about pronunciations, make sure you get them to your narrator. I recommend recording an audio clip of it so that there's no confusion. Uh, otherwise, trust that you have a professional 
and let them have at it and know that they're going to do their due diligence to make that world come to life as best they can. That's great. So we're at a con, so the listeners can probably tell our voices are getting a little strained. What's your tip for protecting your voice at a convention? When you're in bars like this, yelling yeah. over everything. Uh, project, project, from from the, project from the diaphragm. <laughs> yeah. uh, breathe through your butt. Uh, really, you gotta. I breathing through your butt is like about getting the breath all the way into okay, your belly, okay. all right. filling it up, not, okay. so, so that you're not up in your throat. Just and then uh, I recommend uh, don't be afraid of that bar. Yeah. Uh, a hot toddy if you're really feeling it. <laughs> Just a little whiskey meat uh, can also really kind of calm you down and get you through the through the evening. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Awesome. What is one piece of advice you wish you had before you started coming to cons? that you're going to spend a lot of time inside of a hotel. Don't get it into your head that you're going to get to be a tourist in a new city. Yeah. Uh, people that have came here expecting to be in Los Angeles are not in Los Angeles. They're not in Los Angeles. They're in a suburb you're in of the Warner valley. <laughs> and you're really not leaving this place. No. So uh, schedule a day on the front or back end to do you and the city would be my... That's the advice I wish I had before getting into this world. Alright, he's really good. Where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter at James P. Cronin. Uh, I also have an audiobook production company called Blue Nose Audio. You can find us at bluenoseaudio.com. Awesome. Thanks awesome. so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Michael Underwood. I'm an author, podcaster, and publishing professional. So we are crossing the pods, which is much better than crossing the streams. Yes, Don't never cross the streams. Never cross the streams. Good wow. How's your, how's your nebulas going so far? Uh, pretty well. Nothing is currently on fire, to my knowledge. Were things on fire before? Uh, there were hidden fires <laughs> that we kept from <laughs> the becoming kind of fire <laughs> that we kept from being noticed by the attendees in the way that one does when one is on con staff. Excellent, nice job. Yeah, it's a great team. I've been very lucky to come into a system that already mostly works uh, about everything, yeah. uh, as opposed to trying to make a new thing, which is very hard. Great. Uh, for those not in the know, Mike is on the event staff. Right. I uh, My title is listed as Shadow Programming Chair, which is very cool. Yes. Did they give you a cloak for that? You need like a, a cloak I'm, with a big I'm cloak. I'm wearing the cloak. It's okay. just invisible. Right. That's shadow. Shadow. Yeah. Right. Very effective invisibility. <laughs> right. And, and once uh, sunset hits, I am actually in every space of the convention at once. Which is very good for a changeover overnight. Now, the important question is, when do you lose that power? Oh, yeah. So, like, that's uh, Howard Taylor, the cartoonist and and author, uh, tells the story of, like, of the brigadoonness of conventions, especially, like, big conventions, where uh, Sunday afternoon, you start to get the the teardown, and there is a convention-ness that any convention has, which fades like an illusion with dawn. <laughs> and that's when my power goes away. Okay, that's 100% right. true. Yeah. But it will return right. next year. Yeah. Again in Los Angeles. Right. So, right. so what was your first con, do you remember? So the first, first convention of any real sort that I went to was probably Star Wars Celebration 2 uh-huh. in uh, leading up to uh, Star Wars Episode 2. Because my dad works in publishing and so he took me to the, co- the conference where he was working, helping with signings. And I got to help with the signings and then meet a bunch of Star Wars authors. And I was maybe 15. Okay. So this was the coolest so thing in my universe. Early. Like I had read books by some of the people who were there, the, like the authors who were doing tie-in books. And they were all very nice and gave me like 
101 level writing advice like to the baby writer and they were all very cool and that it meant a lot to me awesome yeah. you're a, you're a convention pro what advice do you have for uh, people dipping their toe in the water here so one thing that i didn't know because i have been going to other types of con- conventions like gen con and origins which are very different than mm-hmm. like the north american fan run convention tradition and in most fan run conventions there's something called a hospitality suite yes <laughs> and when I dis- when I first started hearing about these, I'm like, wait, you can just get food? <laughs> and I most often use them now to get my daily soda because, like, buying a soda at a, a conference or a hotel, it's like $3 and up. Yeah. Uh, especially something like, you know, you're at a Gen Con. It's like, oh, $4 for the 16-ounce bottle. I'm like, it's the same bottle. Yeah. <laughs> but at a hospitality suite, there tends to be coffee and tea, some sodas, often water bottles, and then light snacks through full meals. Some cons will have like home-cooked food that the con staff bring in. Like, oh, these are my family's Swedish meatballs. I made them at home and brought them like, like, whoa, that's amazing. That is amazing. It is. I haven't been to that con yet. The most important part of the hospitality suite is that the necessary ingredients are there to maintain the chemical balances in that authors have established in their bodies. Because if you upset those even a little bit, it's... Right. You don't want to have too much uh, blood in your caffeine stream. Exactly. (laughs) It is way too easy to go all day and realize, oh, I I haven't eaten since this morning. Hospitality suite, that's an important thing, and thank you for bringing that up, Mike. You're very welcome. Also, try to get some sleep. Thank you so much for uh, stopping to talk to us. Thank and, you very uh, much for having me. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at michaelrunderwood.com or probably spending too much time on Twitter at Mike R. Underwood. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Lee Harris, and I'm the senior editor at Tor.com Publishing. That's right, people. The senior editor at Tor.com Publishing. God amongst men here. So listen up. <laughs> so how's your con been going? Uh, it's been great so far. This is my first Nebulas. This is my first time in LA. Uh, I say in LA. We're not actually kind of in LA. We're kind Semantics of LA. we're LA adjacent yes. here at the moment. Yes. So it's, it's nice that I've come uh, eight thousand kilometers to sit in a Marriott. Um, <laughs> Uh, as Marriott's ocean and a continent yeah. to be in this Marriott. As, right ma- as Marriotts go, it's it's a it's a it's a fairly decent one. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's been good. Um, I've done a couple of panels. Done a, co- done a couple of panels. Uh, met up with some of my authors and uh, spoken with some uh, agents that I've needed to catch up with. So yeah, I've done everything that I need to do here. Uh, and most importantly, I think from my point of view, is that the prosecco here is reasonably decent. <laughs> That's hey, look, this is important. Actually, you bring up an interesting part of conventions, uh, Barcon. Uh, I think, but yeah. Uh, People, different people use conventions in different ways. My way tends to be, I find a spot in the bar and I sit there for eight hours. I spent a lot of that eight hours with you yesterday. Yes, yes. And it's funny because you're on the business side of things. Those of us on the publishing side, we come here to meet people that maybe we haven't even met before, but we work with their authors and you know make connections with uh, other writers and also people in the industry. So it's a little different. I think for us sometimes because we enjoy these panels, we like to go and sit them, but we're here with a little bit of a different agenda. Sure, and for people listening, I, I was nodding quite a lot through that, and I just realized that that's not the best thing to be doing necessarily on a podcast, but uh, gen- general agreement throughout, yes. One of the things we're asking everyone, uh, what do you wish you knew 
going starting in convention? I think conventions are really, really important. They're not vital, but they are really important for um, people new to publishing, whether it's new on the writing side of things or on the editing and the publishing and the agenting side of things. Um, I think it's really important to go into a convention with the intention of A, having a good time, uh, and B, getting to meet some cool people. Yes. Uh, yes. I think too many people approach a convention when they've just written their first book, uh, thinking, right, now's the time I need to make the contacts. Actually, no, like, like a lot of businesses, uh, publishing works on relationships, and the time to build those relationships is uh, as soon as you've decided that this is the sort of thing that you want to be doing, uh, and not to do it in a cynical way. I have heard of people going into a convention thinking, uh, right, here's a list of professionals that I need to uh, meet and hand my business cards to. Uh, that, that's cold. Transactional. Uh, transactional, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the best thing uh, I've found is just to meet some cool people and talk to some yeah. cool people. And it doesn't have to be the people who are, who are you know, the, the top professionals in their field. It can be people at the same level as you or people at a lower level than you. Everyone is there to, uh, to have a good time and to learn a little bit more about what happens in the business. It does mean that you can't make all those connections in the first convention you go to. <laughs> Uh, it means that you do have to keep going to these things over and over again, which I understand can be extraordinarily expensive. Yes, uh, yes, which is why I say that these things are not vital. As uh, someone they, who uh, crossed an ocean and a continent to get here, I'm sure you can. But I'm lucky uh, because I, I, you know, I have my expenses paid for by the company because this is this is something that is part of my day-to-day well, -day, yeah, day -day job. So. Uh, but before I, I was in this job, I, I, you know, I used to pay to, to take myself to conventions um, to, to do just these things. But building relationships, building friendships within the community, those are the things that are going to stand you in good stead over the course of your career, not the one uh, publishing director that you managed to pigeonhole uh, in the bar who reluctantly nodded and smiled as they looked around to, to see how they could make their escape. <laughs> uh, because that, that's not how these things work. Make friendships, have fun. No, and, and you know, we, we were joking about BarCon, but like it is a real thing that like this is where you're going to make those friends and build the relationships and stuff is when you have time to actually chat and sit down and talk with people. Absolutely. It doesn't even have to be about publishing, just, you know, anything. This is where you come to sit and yeah. get to know everyone. So. And, and the great thing about, uh, the great thing for me is that I get to choose the people I work with. Yeah. And barconing for me, sitting down and talking to people and understanding who they are, what they do, why they do what they do. And if I find that uh, we're not compatible uh, in, in a sort of a day-to-day, -day, uh, well, no, not in the professional oh, okay. side of things, because that comes later, but in a social <laughs> environment, like that's the word I was searching for, good job I'm not an editor, uh, then it's unlikely that I'm going to seek them out to buy books from them. Uh, whereas if I find that we are compatible socially, uh, it, it, there's a good chance that we're going to have a good working relationship. So I've, yeah, I've, I've lost count of the number of times that I've uh, bought books from people that I've met at conventions, 
but not because they tried to sell me a book, but because they sold themselves by just being great and, and having a fun conversation. I, I really think that is the best advice you can give. Just be nice, be a cool person, be fun to hang out with. And, and, and it's hard, and I know it's hard. Oh yeah, it's shyness, anxiety, but you know, that's, that's something I've noticed here is most of the people you're going to be talking to here are also suffering the same thing. So, you know, once you kind of break the ice, I think you meet a lot of friendly, awesome people that, uh, that are great relationships yeah. around. So. Absolutely. So, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to sit down with us. Um, where can people find you? Usually at the bar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Larry. All right, it's great to see you. It. Thank you. My name is uh, Joseph Arlalo. Uh, I am an author of uh, science fiction and fantasy books, as I'm sure is fairly common at this particular convention. I've, we've encountered a few of them. It's yeah. Just a handful. Yeah. Someone keeps letting them in. Yeah, I don't know what it's about. Uh, I also, uh, for a long time, hosted a, a science fiction and fantasy marketing podcast with uh, with Lindsay Baroker and Jeff Poole. The science fiction and fantasy marketing podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. No, that's. I mean, telling the people what they're going to be doing. The SEO nails. There you go. So, how's your nebulas going so far? It's going pretty good. Uh, I was just talking earlier about. um, I'm not that accustomed to. Like, I'm not a good icebreaker. I've been to other conventions where, like, I'm not a guest or I'm not really, you know, expected to do anything. So I will come here, and there's like circles of people who are already having conversations. And I realize that I just don't have the skill set to insert myself into conversation. So I just end up being the guy standing in the corner, like vaguely listening to someone. And like, he just mentioned pizza. I'm pretty sure I have insight into pizza. But I don't know if I just stick my head in and talk about pizza. That seems weird. But if you have insight into pizza, you are obligated, obligated, obligated to, share. to offer this insight. I mean, yeah. So, uh, like, mostly what I've, I mean, there's been lots of great panels and stuff, and I've learned a lot, like, biz-wise. Right. I got a big thing full of uh, notes, but mostly what I've learned is that I really need to improve the whole, the whole, uh, you know, what they call the bar-con, <laughs> that aspect of it. I have, I gotta get better at it, so hopefully that is the primary takeaway I'll get from this. Okay. Well, um, so, best place to practice. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, this is a nice group of people. Everyone here is friendly and engaging and, uh, you know, wants to talk about pizza because yeah, pizza is universal. <laughs> yes. So we're asking everyone, what's something uh, you wish you knew before you started coming to these or some advice you can give? Uh, yeah, some advice I could give. If you can, come with someone who is an extrovert. Uh, if you can have an icebreaker on your team, you're going to have a much better time. Uh, other than that, like... I can say, again, even though I've not been terribly good at it, it's not like anybody's going to come and smack you in the head if you try to start a conversation and do a bad job. It turns out other people here are trying and and, and failing at other things, too. So you will have the common experience of having done a bad job starting a conversation, and that's an icebreaker. That's an icebreaker. There you go. Perfect. I, uh, I'm learning everything I expected to learn from the panels, and I'm also learning that uh, part of this job is getting a, a, a skill at social interaction that I uh, am just beginning to pick up on. Wonderful. So uh, where can people find you? You can find me if you just search J.R. Lalo. That's me on Twitter and a bunch of other places, or uh, bookofdeacon.com. That's my uh, my author site. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Enjoy the rest of your nebulous. Thank you very much. I'm Arlie Sorg. I work at Locus, Lightspeed, and Parvis. Everywhere. I also review for Cascadia. Yeah, also uh, Godzilla aficionado.
Uh, yeah, well, as of recently, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been binging Godzilla movies. Yeah, in preparation? Yes. Yeah. We do movie reviews on Locus Online, and uh -huh. I want to review the upcoming Godzilla movie. I'm extremely excited. How are your movies going so far? Uh, good so far. You know, it's uh, it's small but crowded and friendly, and um, lots of cool people to hang out with and talk to, so it's a fun call. Any panels, anything that you did that uh, jumped out at you or things you're excited about? No, I don't, I don't do panels, but um, I just like hanging out with people. That's the main reason I go to cons. You're also carrying a camera around with you because uh, one of the other things Arlie does in his litany of duties and responsibilities. <laughs> oh, well, I photograph for Locust, too. I know, too. it's great. Yeah, um, and Liza's here, the editor-in-chief, and she takes photos, too. Yeah. Um, so between us, we'll get a good set of photos for the nice. for the Locust article. Nice. Yeah, but I think, I think the thing about the crowd at the Nebulas is that because it's heavy on industry people, I think for new people, it can be very intimidating. Yes. Um, so I really appreciate that the that SIFWA started the mentorship program. So SIFWA sets up uh, more experienced congoers with people who are new to comms and or new to the nebulas so that the more experienced congoers can sort of take them around, show them about the nebulas, and introduce them to people and hang out with them a little bit. Yeah, it's a great program. And, it's you a great know, program. If you're, if you're nervous, it's a good thing to sign up for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at the very least, you'll have one face that you know, and you can you know wave to across the room, and maybe maybe you edge into the conversation from there. Yeah. And then suddenly you're introduced to more people, and, and then all of a sudden you know 20 people. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's something a lot of cons could do. Yes. Yeah. So um, we're asking everyone uh, for a piece of advice or words of wisdom, something you thought, something you wish you knew before you started attending cons. Um, when I first went to comms, I was terrified because I only knew about Comic-Con, you know, only what I'd seen on TV or whatever. I was absolutely terrified and um, I almost didn't go. A friend of mine went with me and if not for that, I would not have gone and I would never have met people. So my piece of advice is it's not that big of a deal. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's not as scary as it seems. It's it not is. scary, it's not a big deal, and um, you know, it helps to go with someone, but even if you go alone, there are ways to meet people, and you know, I recommend it for most people, especially people who want to be involved in the writing industry in one way or another. Great. Well, thanks so much for sitting down to talk to us. Sure. Uh, where can Thank people you find you? Um, locustmag.com, arleysword.com, or on Twitter, at arleysword. Thank you so Perfect. much. Yeah, All right. Thank Have you. a good rest of the nebulous. You too. Okay, and we're sitting down with our next guest. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Dan Wood with draft to digital And what do you do for draft to digital So with draft to digital I have this awesome job where I get to go around and talk to authors at conferences, tell them about indie publishing and all the things draft to digital does to help them succeed at indie publishing. So you come to conventions for business purposes, not yes. just to, uh, I mean, you get to do some cool things while you're here. Oh, but definitely. it is actively your job. Yeah, but yeah. Actually, I mean, that's the... <laughs> I'm not having to pay the bills, so that's, it's really a good job. You should try to get it. Yeah, I was going to say, Dan, Dan's really nailed it here because he just gets to come to these things. Hang to, out with authors, pick their brains. It's and how, yeah, and that's his, not only does he not have to pay to come here, someone is paying him to come here and do this. So, and then you feed them, you ingratiate yourself toward, to them. And, oh, yeah. 
Oh, that's amazing. Have so, a drink or two. Yep. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah. Yeah. So how's your uh, how's your con been going so far? Uh, it's been great. I got to meet like my favorite author in the world, William Gibson, just a few minutes ago. So that was incredible. Um, really made a lot of connections and people I hung out with last year. And so it's good to see familiar faces and meet new people. So you on the more business end of things, what do you consider like successful leaving one of these? Like what do you come here with the goal in mind? I think personally, and then just kind of extrapolating from talking to authors, it's all about the networking and those connections you make. So it's really, being an author, no matter if you're traditional or indie, can be a very uh, lonely job. And so finding your author tribe and then staying connected with them throughout the year, and then you get to come back to conferences, it's like going to, like, camp in the summer and it's rejuvenating so So, you know what i'm realizing we should probably let you take a minute and uh tell the listeners about what draft to digital does and what you guys is drive and goal and focus is well we help um it's close to fifty-five thousand authors now uh with their indie publishing uh we have a ton of tools just to make it easy because a lot of authors don't know exactly how to indie publish um so we have tools to help with that we have customer support to answer questions um, what, what our main business is, is helping with distribution. So once you have your book and you decide, I'm going to indie publish, how do I get it everywhere? And so we get into all the major digital retailers, the library systems, uh, retailers in foreign markets, and just make that a super simple and easy process. Okay, that's great. So um, we're asking everyone that sits down with us, uh, you know, for convention advice or wisdom, a funny story, an awkward thing that happened, what you wish you knew before you started coming to these, which, I mean, you've been, you go to quite a lot of these. Yeah. So. I would say um, my first piece of advice is it's generally way more informal than you think. So, like, there are people that come very dressed up for their first one. I I was wearing suits to my my first conferences. Now (laughs) I, I dress comfortably. Assume the hotel, the conference hotel, is going to be either too cold or, or too hot. Yeah, layers is so important. Layers. Sometimes at the same time. <laughs> yes. So you'll go from one room where you're dying, it's so hot, to another one where you're absolutely freezing. Um, <laughs> it's layers. Take, take advantage of getting to talk to people. Um, nearly everyone at a conference is introverted, for writers at least. Um, and so everyone wants to talk to people. They just also feel awkward about it. So just talk to people. You'll enjoy it. So that's kind of my, my main ones. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find Draft Digital at www.draft2digital.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at, at DanWood, okay. <laughs> okay. For Oklahoma, not that right, I'm okay. Right. Okay, right, yeah. Dra- draft to Digital is based in Oklahoma yeah, for those I'm who from want. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, thanks so much for sitting down with us, Dan, and uh, have a great rest of your convention. Thank you. All right, so for our next guest, we have, um, I'm sorry, we, we didn't get your name. Uh, what is it? Oh, I forgot my name. It's John Spells. All right, so John Spells, what John's do you do? Uh, I, I occasionally write, but I mostly travel at this point. That's the tweet. Yeah, that is definitely I have been noticing on your Twitter, you were traveling a lot recently. I've been, it's been kind of uh, amazing. It's, I was in London a few weeks ago for EasterCon, and then I had meetings and uh, did a little bit of tourism there. I was in Budapest. Uh, now I'm here. In a couple of weeks, I will be in uh, Denver, and then I'm going to be in Washington, D.C., and then I'm going to be in Spain, and then I'm going to be in Dublin. 
And then at some point, you just phase into another dimension, and you're everywhere at once. Well, the, the thing is, is somewhere in there, I'm supposed to be writing a book. So. Right, 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 yes. Right. So how do you fit it in? Well, the thing is, is that when I'm at home, uh, I basically pull the internet out of the wall, and then I write. I am very fortunate that I have the ability to write very quickly. It's a sort of uh, artifact of the days that I was a journalist. Um, and you had to write Everybody's copy very quickly, <laughs> and it's, yeah, to spec, and, you, and if you made it too messy, a copy editor would come over and strangle you. So um, those years of experience being a journalist meant that I could write very quickly. So we were very, I'm very fortunate that, uh, that that's something that I got for free. But, um, but it's still a challenge. Um, so it's, it's weird that after a certain point, you stop being a writer who occasionally travels and you become a traveler who occasionally has time to write. So do you have any advice for people coming to cons for the first time or are considering going to a con? Well, yeah. I think the first thing that you should, should realize is that it can sometimes look very intimidating because there's just so many people there and you may not know anybody. Uh, but almost everybody who's there, particularly um, at something like the Nebula Conference where we're at now, um, has been exactly in the place that you have been, where you're <laughs> like, I don't know anyone. That is exactly what everyone keeps sitting down and telling us. Yes. Well, Maybe I they'll you, believe us eventually. Well, and I will tell you, the very first time that I was at a convention, which was TorCon in 2003, which is the Worldcon, I knew no one except for my editor, who is Patrick Nielsen Hayden, and I saw him in the lobby of the York Hotel, and I went up to him, and he's like, well, how's your thing going? And I was like, it's great, I just don't know anybody. And he's like, okay. And so there's this like line of people just walking by, and he, while he's looking straight at me, he just sort of reaches out and grabs what appears to be some random person, reels them in, and says, John Scalzi, Corey Doctorow, Corey Doctorow, John Scalzi. Corey, John is your con buddy for the for the convention. And then he walks off. And then Corey kind of looks at me and goes, all right, come on. And so that's how I met basically my first peer group. But the thing is, is that most people are very happy to talk and to meet and all that sort of stuff. So um, writers tend to be introverted and don't want to be like, you know. No, what? Yeah, I know it's shocking, but it's true. But the thing is, is that if you can over overcome that just a little bit and start conversations with people, you will find that people are generally very uh, happy to have you there. Any packing tips for people for their suitcases? Roll your clothes. <laughs> Honestly, that is the thing that I learned. That it just makes them small enough that you can... I, when I go on tour, I'm off on, on tour for like two weeks, and I can pack two weeks of clothes and a carry-on. Now, I'm a guy, uh, so I don't have to pack like... The shoe, the shoe issue is... It's a struggle. It's a struggle. Because heels, there's a lot of negative space that you can't do anything right. with. Right, just, exactly. So, but for, for me, it's jeans and t-shirts or, or Hawaiian shirts, what, what I'm wearing right now, you can't see it, but it's got pineapples on it. Um, and all of those things compress very easily. So, uh, but learning to do that, you know who's really good at this? Now, and I said, because I'm a, I'm a guy and all that sort of stuff, but Mary Robinette Cole can pack like three weeks of clothes and then carry on. Which includes a taffeta dress <laughs> and jeans. And so, it's somehow going to be perfect when she pulls it out of the bag. Into, which is absolutely and, disgusting. But she, she is the, she is the uh, maven of packing, so we'll talk to her about that when you get to packing. We'll do that. All right, you have a signing to get to, so thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. This was so nice of you to take some time right. and for your three I actually days have one. You grabbed one already, okay? <laughs> and you're not wearing your badge, yeah, but yeah, there thank you go. Thank you very much. want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Pung Shepherd. And you write? Sorry, yes. I'm a, <laughs> I write novels. Uh, my first novel, The Book of M, came out in June of 2018. And I read it. It's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, how are your nebulas going so far? 
Uh, wonderful. This is my second nephew, and it's so nice to be back and see everybody that I met the first year. And yeah, I've just been having so much fun catching up. Anything that you attended? Anything you did here that you really enjoyed? Or Actually, I was one of the panelists on the, I think it was called like Life After the Debut panel. Oh. And that one I think is really, really fun because everybody in the room is kind of either um, like an emerging writer or their debuts just come out and we're all, all of us, including the panelists, are like right at the beginning and there's just so much like excitement and hope and... Empathy. Empathy, yes. <laughs> um, and just, um, and then you get to hear about all these awesome, really new books. Then, you know, a lot of people come here because they're trying to get their writing career going, but, you know, there's a lot of reasons to come here after you're already solidly established and have your, your debut novel. Put it in front of people. Put it in, yeah. sure, it's and still in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> We're asking everyone that sits down with us for their convention wisdom. Well, I can say that the thing that I wish that I knew the first time was really just how friendly everybody was going to be. You know, you walk into the room, and especially if it's your first convention, you don't know anybody at that at one, and it's so hard. You just think you can't, you know, approach anybody and say hi. And really, everybody is just that nice, especially at the Nebulas. Everybody yeah. is so nice, and they do want to meet you. The thing is, you're amongst just a lot of people who are all thinking the same thing yeah. and begging, like, oh my god, someone please talk to me. <laughs> just stand near me. That's actually, that is actually still me, so like, if you see me at any convention, please do come talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to sit down with us. Any other wisdom advice you want to uh, dispense um, to? Well, just definitely you should come next year to the Nebulas. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for talking to us. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, um, I am on Twitter at Punk Shepherd, just like my name, or um, online at punkshepherd.com. Great, thanks so much. Have a good rest of your convention. Thank you, you too. Right, and uh, we're outside now, so the noise level's a little different. So apparently we also have more, uh, like, wedding parties incoming and stuff at the yeah, hotel. Yeah, they are in for a treat. That bartender is, is not going to survive the night. <laughs> no, it's going to be bad. But we have another guest joining us. Do you want to introduce yourself? How are you doing? I'm Mike Anderson. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a writer of science fiction and fantasy. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. How are your Nebulas going? It's going great. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I came to Nebulas last year for the first time, and I met a lot of people there, and I met a lot of um, new friends here, and I've also kind of, like, strengthened a lot of relationships, and it's been, it's been a really good experience. That's great. So uh, that's actually, you know, for conventions, a uh, thing we keep hearing people bringing up and saying is, you know, meeting people, strengthening relationships, getting to uh, build friendships and working relationships. So, um... So we're asking everyone, you know, when they sit down with us, uh, tell us what you kind of wish you knew or things that uh, someone had told you going into this. So, <laughs> so the nebulas are a funny one, and I'm sure you must have heard this before, but if you haven't, one big thing is you need to bring enough uh, luggage to carry all the books that you get. <laughs> you know what? You're the first person to bring that <laughs> oh, up, really? actually. Okay, yeah. Well, just, uh... Uh, you and John Scalzi both had very strong opinions about packing. Yeah, pack <laughs> packing is important, and, and leaving space in your in your uh, packing uh, luggage is very important. Um, yeah, this is my third nebulous, but this is the first time I flew because I drove the last yeah. two times. I had uh, the entire boot of my car yeah. to fill as much as I I'm needed sorry, the to. Boot. Are you English? The boot. It's, <laughs> it's the boot. Oh goodness. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. So um, this is the first time I've had to really consider what's going to make it into my luggage. Yeah, nutrition. Yep. Factor. Yeah. It's, it's upsetting. I have, I have 40 pounds. What what am I bringing home? Yeah, so this I'm going to throw out my toothbrush for a while. Don't need that anymore. I don't need that. can't read the toothbrush, that's for yep. sure. Um, yep. uh, but anyway, there's tons of books. They're great books and a big bag of them. And then on top of that, I've also had a lot of interactions where um, 
with people who are giving me their books yep. uh, who are and signed for me and, and uh, I may or may not have done that. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so it's a very big, very big reading list, um, and I'm excited about it. So yep. definitely make make sure you have room for, for books. Tell us something you've done or experienced at this con that uh, unique or interesting that you really really um, liked or happy yeah. you came just for that reason. So last year when I came to this con, uh, so this is, I kind of, I'm in the middle of uh, trying to get published. I'm an unpublished author, uh, but I, I started taking things a bit more seriously last year. So I went to the Nebulas, I went to Worldcon, um, I went to Confusion in Michigan, which is a great con, highly recommend it. Um, and in, in that process, last year I kind of came in very wide-eyed, very excited, probably too excited. I made uh, maybe I was a bit too maybe aggressive with some agents. I wasn't overly aggressive. I didn't do the manuscript under the you know the, the stall. Oh yes, the that legend. Yes. I didn't do that, but I definitely was hovering around conversations that I probably had no business being in. Um, and this time, I'm definitely taking things a lot slower. I'm I'm trying to work through the connections I already have and just just enjoy it. Really, like I've really taken things a lot easier, and it's really uh, been a much happier, uh, just copacetic, better experience for me. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, um, you know what, I think that's something that a lot of people overlook is enjoy this. It's fun. It, these are people you only get to see once a year, you know, yeah. relax, hang out, have a beer, tell weird stories about non-book related things that have happened to you. Yeah. I mean, there is life outside of books. Definitely. Or so I'm told. Yeah. This morning over breakfast, <laughs> um, I was having a conversation with somebody over um, how viruses can get viruses and bacteria can get viruses wow. and, and it, none of us were pitching a book to each other, you know, it was just like, isn't that fascinating? This is so cool. <laughs> and those are the kinds of conversations that I think leave a, a lasting, you know, yeah. sense of community yeah. rather than like, Hey, so, um, I know that your book is a lot like my book. Can I get your agent's name? Yeah. <laughs> can you introduce me to your agent? I, Oh, by the way, my name is, yeah. you know, <laughs> so, um, okay. So any, so uh, book space, that's important. Any other last minute advice? Book space, uh, I've actually, one of the biggest things I've gotten out of these conventions is meeting other writers who are either at a similar place that I am or kind of above me, like pro writers. And if I've formed, I've formed some friendships where they've actually offered to read my work. And in, in, in reading my work, they've actually given me feedback that's made me kind of rewrite my entire novel effectively, <laughs> like, and, and made it significantly better. So, right, right. So you don't need to meet an agent. You don't need to meet an editor. You don't need to get, like, sell your your book or, or a short story or whatever you're working on this weekend. Definitely focus on enjoying yourself. Uh, focus on the friendships you that you make and, and kind of strengthening those friendships you formed in the past and, and show up because it's, it's totally worth it. Oh, that was incredibly articulate. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, this is what happens when you get writers to talk out loud. Yeah. It turns out they're really good at it. So yeah. thank you so much for having to talk to us. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. So I'm M Anderson Sci-Fi on Twitter, and I also just started a blog slash uh, advice kind of column for uh, new writers and. Uh, that is called writeitwrong.com. It's going to be on YouTube and Twitter and everywhere. Awesome. Um, but at the moment, it's just writeitwrong. Writeitwrong.com. All right. Well, cool. thanks so much for sitting down with us, and uh, enjoy the rest of your convention. Great. Thank you. Thanks. So this is the last day of the Sifwa Nebulas. A little bit sad. People are packing up. And it's very sad. And so one of our um, dearly departing is, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, Kellen Spara, who has been an angel 
all weekend running the mentor program, among other things. So, Kellen, how is your con experience going? Or how has it gone since you are almost gone? Uh, the Nebulas is my favorite conference every year, and the mentoring program is absolutely my favorite part of the Nebula conference. So it's been wonderful, and I see and meet so many cool people while I'm here, and I'm so sad to be going home now. Aww. Yeah, you make this weekend for so many people so much easier. You know, you um, help... Uh, guide people to like here's your friend here's a here's a here's a pair of eyes that when you meet across the room you're like i know somebody and it is my happiest moment when i like have people come up to me and be like my mentor mentee was wonderful and i'm like oh my heart explodes for all of you so what do you like about the sifla nebula conference i like that it is small enough that i can see the same people throughout the weekend mm -hmm. and i like that it is of professional quality mm -hmm. and the programming is suited for our folks <clears throat> at every aspect of their career, but mm -hmm. is also useful to the business side of writing. And, um, you know, I like the, the folks who show up for the awards. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's nice to see, um, it's nice to see everyone in their finest honoring and uh, honoring those who've been nominated. And like, it truly feels like when you are in the banquet, especially that you're like a part of history. So definitely, definitely. <laughs> so when you were new to cons, what do you wish you knew? Like before you started attending the events, what do you, what were you afraid of and what do you wish you knew at that time? Um, it's interesting and I'm going to sound a little high on myself saying this, but I don't think I was ever really bad at cons, <laughs> but like, I do remember my first big con was a world fantasy and, um, uh, I was introduced to one person, um, before Sarah Pinsker ducked out and then, um, she left for four hours and I made friends with the whole bar by then so I guess my tip is um, to always remember to pay it forward um, and introduce your new friend to someone else um, I think that that is the best way that you can help everyone at a con have fun totally agree well thank you so much I know you gotta run so I really appreciate your time and uh, it was awesome seeing you again thank you for talking to me I love this podcast already All right. <laughs> thank you so much take care cheers Hey everyone, Rekka here with a note about the next interview. It is with C.L. Polk, the author of Witchmark, and it's not the best quality. We had a few that were not usable at all, and we have this one which is right on the edge. So if the sound bothers you, go ahead and read the transcript and skip ahead 3 minutes and 43 seconds to resume with the following interview. But uh, we just really wanted to include this one, so sorry again about the quality, and enjoy! Hi, I'm Sierra I was one of the nominees for Best Novel. Yeah. For good reason. For excellent reasons. So Thank you. It was a fantastic slate this year. Yeah, it was very hard. It was anybody's book. But honestly, I was reading for Mary Robinette. One of my friends told me that I was being too negative because she said, I'm not going to win this thing. And said, I will bet you that you win. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll bet you 40 bucks on Mary Robinette. But I <laughs> so how are your nebulas going? I'm, I'm having a really good time. I'm meeting all of these people that I really only know from like Twitter. Isn't it great? It is so great. And uh, I found the ultimate convention like Yes, please. Okay, so because I spent a lot of time standing in uncomfortable shoes and in pretty dresses, for the last two days, my back was killing me. My legs were killing me. I said to my friend, Kim Webster, who said that she was going to here to make sure that I had a very good con experience, I said, I'm dying from massage. And she said, 
And so I just came down from my hotel room after a very nice lady came from the squash table and grabbed my knots in my hotel room for an hour. That is a fantastic con hack. I had no idea such a thing was. You just you press buttons and then someone shows up and gives you a message. Yeah, you go to their website on your phone, you open up an account, you let them know where you are, the window when you want them to come, and then they text you back with your appointment time. Oh my goodness. And it's really great. I take back everything I said about technology ruining our lives. <laughs> so that's fantastic. I feel really good. Great. So, um, do you frequent convention or Never anything like this. Uh, my favorite convention is Fourth Street Fantasy. Okay. Is this your first Nebulas? This is my first Nebulas. Oh, that's awesome. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, I really like it. Great. I really like it. Will Nebula again. <laughs> <laughs> Advice, words of wisdom, things you wish you knew. Um, okay. One of the other life hacks that I have is that because I had to carry so much baggage, I bought collapsible nylon bags for luggage blocks to yes. organize everything. And I had one extra so that I could like rotate my laundry into it. And I'm gonna be packed in ten minutes today because everything's still in the same place. You know, you and John Spalzi both had excellent packing uh, advice and suggestions. I feel like that's you know that's next level con goers when you're when you're really nailing this. So is there anything you wish you knew before you uh, you came here? Anything that surprised you? The thing that surprised me is that how often I have regularly, literally, bumped into grandmasters. I just about tripped over Joe Holloman last night. <laughs> so, yeah, so you come here and you meet real-life yeah. literary deities come down among us. And yeah, and wander around. <laughs> um, I also was really surprised by how very welcoming people were. It's like they say, oh, it's you, my and then you just kind of stand around and talk and the whole crowd just kind of shifts until you eventually meet everyone. Well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us. Uh, where can people find you? Um, they can find me in your local bookstore, which is probably the best place to find me. My book is called Witch Art. I have a sequel coming out called Storm Song in February 2020. You can find me at at CLPolk on Twitter and that's pretty much it. I live there. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, well, thank you again so much for taking the time to talk to us and uh, enjoy the remainder of your uh, Thank you. Hi, I'm Kat Rambo. I'm a writer and editor and the president of Sifwa for about six more weeks. And then I'm free as a bird. How does that work? How does the trend, like, there's a, a necklace, the transition of power that... There's, there's a diamond-encrusted staff, okay. and you have to go up a glass mountain, yep. defeat three dragons with riddles rather than swords, nice. and then if you are worthy... Given to you. Well, the incoming president, yes. I think, will have yes. no problem. No problem. The, no problem. The wonderful Mary Robin and Paul will. The dragons will be her they friends. May, they by may the just end of fall. At yeah, feet, exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, how were your nebulas? Busy, obviously. They're very busy. Uh, one of the things that's been super delightful is I've had so many people come up and say, This is the first time I've been to the nebulas. And I felt so welcome. And I felt so good about the way that people brought me on board. And I do think we've gotten so good about saying, hey, you're new to the convention, here's a mentor, yep. here's resources, here's what to expect. Yeah. That is one thing we keep hearing from everyone is, 
they're so nervous coming, and then it turns out this is the nicest group of people in the world. It and is. by the time they're leaving, it's like I don't know why I was so I was I making myself you go. I was making myself sick over this, and yeah, now I don't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> writers who you know tend to be shy, little delicate, introverted creatures, and there's nothing better than finding another writer to yell about writing. With. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and I think the nebulas are particularly dense in the people that we want to fangirl over. Right? Oh, absolutely. And, and you just, I was at the uh, mentor meeting on Friday and they're matching people up and they're you know, like calling the name of the mentor and, and then they go, Larry Niven. And you could just hear like everyone in the audience going to go, oh, Larry Niven is here <laughs> mentoring. Standing among us. That's it, that's it. And so that's a lot of fun. It's taken right. physical form to come down upon us mortals. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, um, so one of the things we're asking everyone, advice, wisdom, okay. what do you, I mean, you've been doing these for, yeah, since 2005. Yeah. If you can remember your first con at, at this point, it's been a long yeah. weekend. Um, what was your worry going in? Same thing? Just, would I know anyone? Oh, that's it, exactly. Yeah. I, I think the first con uh, that I went to as a writer, it was Norwest Con up in Seattle, and I was, I just... Well, there's all these people, and they all seem to know each other. Yeah. And I just was not sure how do you how do you get to the point where you know people? And honestly, it's such a friendly crowd that you can just sit down next to somebody and say, "Hey, what have you read lately?" I also think that one of the very best ways to get to know CIFLA or the convention or any organization is to volunteer with them. Uh, that is one of the first things I did when I joined SIFLA. I actually served on an incredibly contentious committee. It was frightening. Oh, that's a heck of an introduction. <laughs> um, but no, I think you get to know so much more. You, you're more connected, you make friendships, and you know more what the organization's doing. So yeah. And, and you have somewhere to be. If you're you not sure what to do with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then in a built-in group of people. To, to hang out with. And the great thing is, hey, these cons always need help. They're always looking for That's people it. who are willing to, if nothing else, show up and help move books. That's right. It. Yes. Yeah. Books are heavy. Books, books are. are. Books How are. did that happen? I, I don't know. I didn't, I have to tell you, I've not been going to the gym while I'm here. I don't feel bad though, because I'm carrying around a giant bag that is just yeah. full of books I'm trying to give away. So I'm telling myself that counts as my workout. So, I think that's valid. Yeah. That's, I mean, so we are going to ask you for one other thing. Your favorite, okay. uh, your favorite moment so far? This, this Nebs. My Can you favorite, pick just one? Well, there's a lot, but so I got to sit with our toastmaster at lunch. Um, go back. Yep. And he allowed me to eat some of his French fries. Okay. Which means I am now two degrees of separation away from Barack Obama. Okay. So at some point, I'm hoping to get it one degree, but that was pretty exciting. That is, he, he was fantastic. Wasn't right? he adorable? Oh my god. I like, And he shares french fries? Yes. The man can do it all. And he was so nervous he didn't eat. He was waiting oh. to his master. I heard from the people at his table, and he's like, he was so nervous that he wasn't eating, and then when it was over, he's like, oh, Jeremisu. Doesn't he know that this group of people is going to go, so you put something on Mars. Yeah, yeah. Can I just... Like, can I just, just touch, touch you? Because you? Yeah. Like, now I'm X number of degrees of separation away from Mars. That's yes. right. That's right. <laughs> he kissed the, the rover. He kissed the rover. That's right. The rover kissed Mars. Yes. You ate his french fries. 
So. I, I may have hit one of my peak moments here. <laughs> that, is, that is fantastic. Well, thank you so much for thank taking us. Where can, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on just about any social media as Cat Rambo. Yes. Or you can go to catrambo.com where you can also find information about my school. Oh, the, which outstanding resource, by the way. If you're looking for any kind of guidance, help, even if you're just looking to up your writing game a little bit, outstanding, outstanding courses. So that's all there. And uh, after you've got some cool classes coming up with Sean and McGuire and Carrie Vaughn. Oh, that's fantastic. See? All right, well, so much for your thank time. You. Enjoy you. the remainder of the conference. Great. Yeah, I am Caitlin Seal. I am a young adult fantasy writer. My first series is Necromancer Song. Twice Dead is currently out, and the sequel Trinity of Bones will be out this Halloween. Oh, Halloween. Nice. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's Necromancy, no, I mean, that's, so, you know. that's perfect. So, how are your nebulas? They were excellent this year. Um, I had a lot of fun just getting a chance to catch up with old con friends and meet some new ones, um, our con. And the panels I went to were really amazing as well. So what was your favorite? What jumped out at you? Uh, I really enjoyed the Mega Trends of the Future panel. I could not get to that one, and I was really disappointed. But I think it was streamed, so I think I can find it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think everything should be on YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, that one. Was Which, really by the cool. way, it's so great that they do that because there's yes. so many times that it's like I want to go to both of these and they're at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's just a great tool for the wider community because. Yeah. Not everyone can make it to the conference, but yep. there's a lot of really good educational material that gets reviewed in the panels. So, so if everything's streamed online, why would you pay to come here? Uh, good question. I would say that the personal connections and the conversations you can have with other writers are tremendously valuable. Um, also, it's just it's fun to be able to hang out in a hotel with a bunch of other people who love stories as much as you do. Yeah. Um, it's a great way to remember why we're all doing this and to kind of recharge that creative spark and get back to sitting alone at home and not talking to anyone while we write. What did you wish you knew before you started doing convention? What were you nervous about? I was nervous about absolutely everything. Um, why is that always the answer? <laughs> because we're writers. Because, because I think anxiety is a very common problem among writers, and social anxiety especially. Yeah. And so you're going to a place where there's a room full of strangers, many of whom you suspect are people you admire, and or people who you will be relying on to do business in this industry. It's like, oh god, I'm going to open my mouth and say something incredibly stupid, and all of these people are going to hate me for the rest of known existence. Uh, this is not true, it turns out. Uh, people are very nice in this industry, on a whole. Um, so, I wish... I don't know if there's one thing in particular I can say I wish I knew before my first convention. Um, but maybe just that uh, try to internalize the fact that everyone else who's there has been in your shoes mm -hmm. and that when they see you, even if you're being awkward and like lurking at the edge of a conversational circle, their first thought is gonna not going to be like, who is this weirdo? It's, oh, this person is nervous. And if you make the effort to, you know, step out and be there, you will usually find a lot of people who are happy to 
help try and include you in conversations and in what they're doing, and you'll get a lot of valuable information about that. It's it's not an easy process, and there will be uncomfortable moments, and there will be times when you say something, and then you're just like, wow, that came out of my mouth. I am sorry. Um, and that's fine. Like, we've all done that. So, uh, well, thank you for so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me online at CaitlinSeal.com. I am on Twitter and Instagram at, at Kate Seal. All right. And, uh, so enjoy the rest of your nebula. Thank you so much for having me oh, and for course. doing this. It was so nice to meet you. And see, like, yeah. this is the thing. Like, I made a new friend this, this yeah, time exactly. around. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's I'm, great. Like, I will absolutely be, you know, bothering you online now. And I'm Please looking do. forward to seeing you at uh, future things. It's every time you, you come on one of these, you leave with yes. new, new yes. friends. Yes, and, and that's, that's wonderful because we um, introduce you to new authors you never knew existed, yep. uh, who end up collaborating with you on projects. It's really great for that. Yeah, so, okay, so, well, okay. Have a, have a great trip back, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the next Nebulas now. Yes, definitely. So, and hopefully before then, too. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thanks. Thanks for sitting down with us. You guys want to introduce yourselves real quick? Sure. I'm TJ Berry. I'm the author of the book Space Unicorn Blues and the sequel that comes out in a couple of weeks, uh, oh, Five congrats. Unicorn Flesh. Thank oh, you. Awesome. Congratulations. And my name is Dave LaLoya. I'm the co-host of Warp Drives with TJ Berry. I'm also the co-host of another podcast called Rat Hole. Uh, so, how are your names been? Fantastic. You know, one of the great things about the Nebulas is that it is a professional con versus a fan con. Yes. So instead of kind of, you know, talking to other fans, which is really fun, you're talking to your peers, you're talking to agents, editors, other authors. So this Podcast has been, people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This has been one big friend-making event, which is fantastic. It is. You know, it was so funny. We were just talking to Caitlin Seal, sat down before, and I just met her the first day for a mutual friend, and then she came down and handed me a box of wine. Wow. That I've just been walking around with now yeah. because uh, that is a fantastic gift. I know, and it's like you leave here with just such great friends. Exactly. <laughs> friends that hand you boxes of wine. I love that the box of wine has a handle. I know that's the. It's very functional. It's got a spout. This is, I mean, as far as boxes of wine go, this is just about as that's great as you can get. That's a classy looking box. Highly yeah. portable. Yes. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to leave it on the table here and let everyone, you know, uh, partake. That is a, fantastic. A final cocktail to say goodbye. To yes. You. yes. Yeah. So. Um, so you're here for the conference. Are you an attendee? No, I, I'm essentially just hanging out. That's and great. So what's really great is TJ and I, we live in the Seattle area, and TJ's a graduate of Clarion West. And so we're steeped in the science fiction community. Yes, we yes, podcast you are. about science fiction. All of our friends are science fiction authors. And so it was amazing to come down here. And for me, it's not a professional con, but all my friends are here, right? So it's just a really great opportunity, just like TJ said, to be able to really focus in on those friendships as opposed to, oh, you're wading through a, you know, a myriad of people who are dressed up as, I don't know, from the Adventure Zone or something. Waiting in line at Hall H. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. This is a much more intimate con, and you have a really good chance to chat with other authors, which is awesome. Yeah, so. although the best part was how apologetic everyone here was oh my God. for the weather. And I'm you know, like from Seattle. I'm like, it's 65 degrees and sunny. This is great. And they're like, it's really? dreadful. We're so sorry that you came here and we didn't have the weather ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys obviously go to a lot of people who are nervous or thinking of going. What, what do you want them to know? 
Uh, my biggest takeaway after going to a few years of conventions is don't overschedule yourself. Those downtime moments where you just find yourself suddenly on a podcast, you know, those are the most important moments that you have at a convention. When you meet a favorite author and you happen to stand near each other and share a drink and you're like, wow, I can't believe I just talked to Larry Niven for 30 minutes. And especially in a place like this where it, there are fewer fans and it is colleagues, um, you know, writers who are veterans of this industry are less swamped here than they would be at a fan con, which is 6,000 people. So in that case, you have more of an opportunity to chat with people. So yeah. that yeah. would be my advice. Don't overschedule. Leave no, lots of social time. That's really great advice, actually. Um, you know, I did something I don't normally do, and I skipped a couple panels that I wanted to go to, but I told myself it was okay because it's on YouTube. Uh, yeah. right. So I can watch them later. Yes. Um, right. But yeah, you're right, because so much of it is getting all of the, the professionals in a, one place at one time. This never happens anywhere right. else, this kind of stuff. The magic happens here in the bar. Yeah, because even, even like, the next best thing I can come up with is the Hugos, and it's a very different crowd. Right, very totally different vibe there. Yeah. The one thing I'll, I'll throw in there is don't be afraid to walk up to somebody that you don't know. Yes. Just say hello, yes. right? Um, everybody started off as a fan, as one of the uh, presenters at the awards last night was talking about. And so everybody's really just very nice and, and very open. The other thing is, is that I find authors, writers, publishers tend to have a little bit of anxiety, you know, and they're uh, very, wait, what? yeah. Uh, and, and, and so in the spirit of, of Mary Robinette's uh, uh, acceptance speech, I will come out. I have tremendous anxiety that oh. I suffer from, and I have some mild depression. And so everybody understands. They all get it, right? So just yes. walking up and saying, hi, I'm Dave. Like Everyone oh, knows what effort went into that. Yeah, exactly. yeah. and they're like, yes. Deep breaths, deep breaths. Good job. We're proud of you. I have to say the Nebula Committee did a fantastic job with their name. Yes. Talk. They're very, very legible from a distance, so about 10 feet away, you can say, oh, thank goodness, that's who that is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to sit down. It kind of hijacked your table over here and then made you come talk to us. No, it's yeah, great. That was wonderful. Thank so, you for having us. Uh, where can people find you guys? Uh, I am online at uh, tjaneberry.com, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at tjaneberry. And you can find me on Twitter at Warp Drives. Drives, and uh, you guys have podcasts. We'll talk about them again. Yeah, we but, have uh, the Warp Drives podcast coming out, and uh, my, my book is uh, Space Unicorn Blues and Five Unicorn Flash. Thank Coming you. out in a couple weeks. Coming yeah. out in a few yeah. weeks, depending on when you air this. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us and have a safe trip home. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Introduce yourself to our audience, if you would. Hi, my name is Elsa Shunison Henry, and I am a partially deafblind science fiction editor and author. I'm also the accessibility liaison for Science Fiction Writers of America for the Nebula Conference. And I wanted to talk to you because I wanted to make sure that there are people out there who understand that there are committees at conventions who make sure that there is accessibility for everyone. and. Um, it's obviously it's going to be at varying degrees for different conventions, but I think SIFWA has a pretty good reputation lately, especially thanks to efforts like yours to make the convention more accessible to the people who are attending, whatever their needs may be. For people who are coming to, uh, let's say, just specifically the Nebulas, since you can speak to that more easily, like what would you want someone who's new, who might have accessibility needs that um, they're worried about meeting? What would you want them to know? So I'd want them to fill out the, the form, because we actually do have a form that asks you if you have any accessibility requirements when you sign up. And when you do that, um, just tell me what you need. Right. And in detail, mm -hmm. uh, if you tell me you're a wheelchair user, I don't actually know 
what size your chair is because there's lots of different kinds. You can tell me that you're hearing impaired. I don't know if you need an ASL interpreter or not. So please give me detail because uh, I can serve everyone better if I have a sense of your direct access requirements. Great. So when you went to your first convention, what was on your mind? Like, what were you worried about? I mean, obviously accessibility needs were a worry, but what other things were on your mind when you went to your first convention? Well, it's kind of hard to separate accessibility from everything else for me because I am partially deafblind. I was worried about making friends because in a Barcon situation, I can't hear or see very well. I was worried about being able to hear things on panels. I was worried about uh, whether or not people would hassle me about my cane. So it's all kind of wrapped up. I wanted to know that people would help me as a disabled person and see me as a whole human. Right. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. I know that you're wrapping up like everyone else is today, but I really appreciate you giving us a minute to talk. And uh, do you have a tip for anyone uh, coming to their first convention? Don't pet service dogs. Don't pet service dogs. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I'm Mark Tompkins. Relatively new con goer to my third nebula. Okay. Um, didn't really get into the the con scene um, until I started writing fantasy, but um, I really love the con. <clears throat> I really love the con scene because I'm an old fan. So yeah. Okay. This, this really reunites all of those great old fan memories and makes an impression new again. So how how are you nebulas? How's it been going? No, I love the nebula because it is so small, compact, and and intimate, and it gives. It was actually the first con I went to. Oh really? And so I was. Me too, actually. (laughs) And I was able to make friends, and those friends were there when I went to like a world con, much larger, and gave me somebody to connect with. Great. Writers, at least the way I write, I tend to write a lot, you know, alone, and it's just so important to have community to help get us through those ups and downs in the publishing business. And the Nebula is a great place to build community and make friends that feel like very strong friends even finally get them with the year. You actually have a little bit of an interesting origin story as an author, do you not? I had written a, a book that had become a fantasy, I guess, inherently lover of magic. And even though it didn't start as a fantasy because it was in Ireland, a fantasy with magic was involved. You know, I had the book, and a friend of mine helped me work on my elevator pitch and kind of practice, 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 because I heard that was important, I didn't know. And then I was at dinner, and I met uh, the executive editor of Penguin Random House, and I knew that someone that far up the publishing industry would have no interest in my book. So I, when she asked as kind editors do, I hear you're a writer, I I was able to give her my one sentence elevator pitch and without any concern that I might do it wrong because I knew she wouldn't be interested in my, my work. All of the pressure completely All No <laughs> pressure, just relax and have not eaten a little cake, you know, pitching my book. She said, okay, have your agent send me a manuscript. And I'm like, oh, I just finished the thing. I don't have an agent. I'm a new writer. I don't know how to get an agent. And so she called an agent up, took it, bought the manuscript, and that was that. And now on my, well, then on my writer friends, you know, hated me for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I kind of hate you right now, yeah. too. So. <laughs> but, but don't worry, you know, I've, I've since orphaned me and went to teaching, and so I've, I'm happy to do the whole startup process all over again. So I'm there, you know. Yeah. So you're experiencing this just out of order. 
I feel a lot more connected to my writing community now that I'm having this whole public pitch all over again. That's good. That's great. So, um, what did you wish you knew when you started going to conventions? Um, I wish I had started going to conventions a little earlier. Okay. Because not only the value of the panels, which is great, um, I would have connected with this great group of people who are so friendly and so open. I think that would have helped me to kind of get into the publishing world itself a little smoother, even though that particular aspect was smooth. There's still the marketing, PR, etc., and there's so much base of knowledge here. But once I, I, I knew that I was getting back into fantasy previously, you know, years ago as a reader and now as a writer, I wish I'd gotten into it. A couple of years earlier. All right. So I guess the, the answer is don't be afraid to dive in. Dive in. I mean, <laughs> and practice yeah. your pitch just in case. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, like am, I am such a believer of pitching. I'm actually teaching a pitch workshop in a couple of days uh, back at the Foundation. And so many people I know have gotten into publishing, got their agent or their publisher, through events such as this, when they get the opportunity, the, you know, the agent gets the opening, and they are able to effectively describe their project. That's great, yeah. The um, organic opening, we'll say. Yeah, an organic opening. Yeah. You always have to, have, otherwise there's too big a wall. All right, well, thank you so much for taking the time. Where can people find you? Uh, well, my debut novel was uh, The Last Days of Magic, mm -hmm. and they can find it anywhere, and I'm on marktopkinsbooks.com. Uh, there you be there. Anywhere else on the internet's Twitter, uh, or do you avoid that? Uh... Well, I've got Twitter. I'm, you know, you got to find your space. I'm uh, on Facebook. I've got you know, a large following on Facebook, and so they can reach me there. Great. Direct messages. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the Thank time you. to talk to us, and uh, enjoy the remainder of your, your nebulous. My name is uh, Jonathan Brazy. I'm a retired Marine colonel, now a full-time writer, living in North Las Vegas, Nevada. With my wife Kiwi and twin baby girls Danica and Darika. So adorable. Made an appearance at the banquet last night. And you are a Nebula nominee. That's right. Yeah. Multiple Nebula nominees. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. So, um, so how are your Nebulas been going? They've been going really well. Uh, I thought this is the first time in this location, and I wasn't sure how it, how it would be compared to Pittsburgh and Chicago, but I thought it went really well. Uh, it's big, yeah. 470 people, so they were, it was yeah. harder sometimes to meet some of the people that I wanted to talk to because they were someone else. Yeah. And I'd see someone going by and I'd go, oh, I need to talk to you. And yeah. they'd say, yes, I need to talk to you. And we don't always reconnect. Sold out this year. Yes. I mean, there was a waiting list, and I think they even added another small group they did of add. tickets. Yeah. They did add. Yeah. So, um, no, it's great. I mean, that's what that's, I guess that's what happens when you have it in a bigger city, where people are uh, able and interested to We had it in Chicago, too, and it wasn't this big. Well, I mean, it's getting to be such a thing now. Yes. And that's great. I think it's... Well, there's been a big change, too. Before, it was just sort of, you know, you come, shake hands, have a beer, yep. do the nebula. Now, it's... Turning into more of a professional conference. Oh, definitely. So yeah. you've got the panels and everything else, and people it's, are knowing about that and want to come. Some truly amazing panels, I think. Excellent advice, no matter where you are in your career, what side of things you're on. So, what what advice do you have, or things you wish you knew when you started doing this, for people who are you know thinking of coming to one, maybe they're a little nervous. First thing you have to do is just make that decision to come. I know it's difficult for some people. Uh, you don't know anybody. The first time I went to anything with Sifwa was at Worldcon in Spokane. 
And I oh, had okay. a big time imposter syndrome. You know, I, I go in there. This, by the way, is a retired Marine colonel. Yeah. With yeah. So if you think that you had, like, you, this is only happening to you, this it's not. Right. No, it isn't. I had it big time. And I nervously went to what then was a Sifwa suite. And I'm looking at, and you're supposed, as you go in, the door dragon checks to see if your name's there. And I'm thinking, please be there. Please be there. Please be there. And then there's my name, and I got my little sticker, and I look around. And, and there's uh, Jerry Pornell, uh, and Larry Niven, and Eric Flint sitting there. And I'm just like, uh, 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 what do I do now? And I was looking around, and I almost walked out before Cat Rambo saw me. Came running up, gave me a big old oh, hug. and yes. said, you know, welcome to Sifo. We're so glad that we have indies here. And they forced me to feel at home. I <laughs> uh, uh, got Alex Schwartzman took me under his wing and brought me to a tour party. Nice. Which was... Tour throws good parties. Well, I was like, are you coming to the tour party? I said, well, I wasn't invited. He said, well, you are now. <laughs> and it, it's such a nice, welcoming group of people who, I think, go out of their way to try to integrate people I, into the community. I, yes, I totally agree. So you brought up something interesting. You're on the indie side. Yes, I am. So... Conferences like this, professional organizations, so important if you're, you're want to be an indie writer. I, I think so. Um, I was the second indie accepted into CIFWA based on indie work. Okay. Yeah, you've been a little bit of trailblazer in that area. I don't know I who know. was number one, but I, I, I've been told I was number two. Okay. And I found that this has been a tremendous opportunity for me. I've had uh, contracts offered because of the Nebula Conference. I've had... Uh, I've had Eric Flint help me. I've had Jerry Cornell help me. That's great. Uh, people are will go out of their way to help you. Yep. And as an indie, we look at things from a different perspective, and this helps rounds us out on the bigger picture. And I I have now traditional contracts. Uh, I do. Uh, I've had short stories, novels, uh, novelettes. Uh, all my audio books are traditionally published now. Wow. That, and I've had contracts for novels. It's all come from the Nebula Conference. That's, yeah, and because, you know, people think, like, well, why should I go to this? What is, you know, what is so great that I'm getting there that I can't read about online somewhere? There is a tremendous difference on meeting people face-to-face -face and discussing things because you get better feedback. Yeah. And the, the BarCon afterwards, where you're sitting meeting and talking to people from various walks of life, Various ways of, of publishing or writing, or a lot of them have never even started to actually publish. Yep. But they have they have a book, they have a short story, and this is where you actually get to talk to other people, see what they do. They can give you feedback. I was here till three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I've had a couple late nights myself. <laughs> uh, not so there were people down here for that long. Three o'clock in the morning. We I finally had to go over to the lounge over here because that's a twenty-four hour lounge. Yep. And, you know, luckily the babies were, I came up very hesitantly, you know, looking in the door, peeking in the door, but they were asleep, so okay. I was not in big trouble. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to sit down and talk to us. We really appreciate it. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, JonathanBrazy.com. And uh, do you Twitter? Or do you I do. I, I was shamed in the Twitter at WorldCons. <laughs> um, I've never done it. Same. Same. So I am uh, I am at Jonathan at Jonathan Brazy, I guess it is. All right. Well, thank you again so much, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and have a safe trip back to where you're going.
Las Vegas. Las Vegas. All right. That's a nice short trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's easier to drive. Thank you Why, so thank much. you. Hi, I'm Emma Osborne. I write fantasy and horror. I've been experimenting recently with interactive fiction. Uh, and yeah, I came from Melbourne, Australia. I was going to say, so for those who are just suddenly overcome with a desire to have a Foster's, you guys don't actually drink <laughs> Foster's, though, do you? We do you? not. No, that is considered the worst possible beer. The, the absolute worst beer in the lands. Nobody ever drinks it, ever. If you were going for it for like a well, terrible Australian beer, it would be like it? BB. I don't know. Someone must be drinking it. No one in Australia is drinking it. Okay, well, Emma has journeyed from the faraway lands of Australia. Yes, um, I believe you caught, what, a dozen kangaroos on your way to the yes. airport? Several crocodiles. Several venomous spiders. And, yeah, there was yeah. one battle, too. I kind of made friends with them, but, you know. No, it's not swooping season now, though. No, no, no. Okay, we yeah. have the, uh, the angry magpie situation. Yeah, for, it's for terrifying for everybody. For those who are unaware, there's a, what, about a solid month in Australia where you can just be attacked by magpies. And they're actually, like, terrifying. They have, like, beaks and claws, and, like, they're very fast, and they have beady red eyes. And oh my god, they actually have beady red eyes. They really do, yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> if, you, if you Google, like, magpie attack bicycle girl, oh you'll god. find it. Oh, that's, yeah. I don't even need to watch it. I, <laughs> I have a feeling. I just know how, how awful it's going to be. But you came all the way from Australia. Yes. Why did you want to come all the way from Australia to come to this, this conference? Uh, well, I've always heard that the Nebs is a, is a fantastic, like, really close-knit uh, con, and that, you know, it's not huge like World Con, there's not like a million thousand people. I was really interested in coming to, like, a writer con, um, and professional, a professional con, yeah, 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 with editors and agents and, and all kinds of other people Random as well. people who are going to grab you and make you talk in the Exactly. Yeah, uh, I was uh, thinking about going to Dublin for Worldcon, but it's uh, really far and really expensive. It's like, I think that, is that one of the farthest places from Australia possible? I mean, pretty much, pretty much. I think like somewhere like around like Spain or like Germany is like the exact direct opposite. Yeah, but it's, nor but, like, it's more, Ireland's it's even more further than yeah. that. So like, yeah, it's pretty far. Um, and this is just a straight shot from Melbourne to LA, so it's... Uh, for the record, it's a 16-hour straight shot. It's, it's like 15 and a half. Oh, okay. That's so much better. It's that last yeah. half hour that's yeah. really going to get you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it makes a little difference. Uh, no, but uh, I do. Uh, I was in Seattle for a week before I came down to the NEBS. Uh, I have a lot of friends there. My Clarion classmates. Oh, so. yes, yes. Clarion West graduate in our presence. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we have a lot of people around that area, and I really wanted to see them. Spent some time decompressing before I came and, uh, you know, did the fun thing, which is... Extremely fun, but very tiring. It's exhausting. Everyone is has zombies today. We're all totally wrecked, but yeah. everyone seems really happy and like they've had a great time. Oh so. yeah, it's uh, this has been fantastic. So, because um, obviously your favorite thing is probably people adjacent. Yeah, I mean, seeing people is always fantastic. Um, I get to see a lot of people that I know really well, but don't get to ever see really in in, in the flesh. Uh, I really loved going to the ceremony last night. It was oh, wasn't it great? Beautiful. Yes. I was so happy to see so many uh, people of quality recognize their, their incredible work. Yeah. Um, Nisi and uh, I slushed for Clark's World for a year, so um, I'm, I really uh, really get along very well with Neil Clark and I, I really admire his work, so it was great to see him win that award as well. Everyone did a great job, yes. uh, and it was incre incredibly touching, and uh, it just it made me feel like a, a really valued part of the community, even though I had nothing to do with the ceremony. Um, actually, just being there was really special for me. It was great, yeah. yeah. So, um, we're asking everyone, you know, either for advice, wisdom, tips and tricks, con hacks, or what you wish you knew 
coming to this? Because you sound like you attend a lot of conventions. Uh, yeah, I've been to a few now. Um, I would say my favorite thing when you're stuck and you don't really know what to talk to somebody about is to ask them what they're reading. Um, because yeah. this is like, you know, we're all book people here, so um, people will be reading something, um, be it good or uh, terrible, and you can always have a conversation about that. Um, the other thing I think is uh, if you can at all possibly do this then try and stay in the con hotel or very close to if you can because uh, being able to run upstairs and like take 20 minutes out yeah. and just have a little rest or a nap yeah. or just like spend 20 minutes in a room alone is really valuable. Um, I'm a raging extrovert and I love chatting with people um, but even I get like pretty wiped after you know six or seven hours of just like non-stop talking and I think one of the best things about this con is that like you know Having been in the writing industry for a little while, I know so many people here, and it's like just this concentration of awesome people. And yeah. Stop every five seconds to say hi to somebody, and it, it can be um, super good, but it can be really overwhelming. Uh, <laughs> actually, Sheila Williams, uh, she was one of my Clarion instructors. Uh, she's great. Um, and she has this rule where she tries to meet at least two new people in every con. That's a great rule. Yeah, and not just like say hello, but actually like sit down and have a conversation with. Them, yeah. I think I have three new friends now, four including you. I've doubled that. You've smashed it. Yeah. Sheila would be very proud of you. So, uh, well, thank you so much for taking time to sit down with me. I know I pulled you away from <laughs> somewhere that you were going, but you've we've been kind of like glancing off each other this yeah. whole time. Yeah. And it's a busy time. You're going to be here just tonight still, right? I am. Are you coming to the Game of Thrones screening yes, party? Yes, I am. Outstanding. I just found out about it, and yes. I was like, brilliant. Well, Emma, thank you so much for uh, for sitting down. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Redscribe. Uh, I just had a story out in uh, the May issue of Uncanny as well. So if you'd like to have a read of that, it's really gay, and I'm super proud of it. Um, thank you so much love for it. grabbing me. Thank it's been you. Lovely to chat yes. and lovely to meet you. It's been so lovely to meet you. Thank you, and uh, have a good rest of your con. What remains of it? You too. See you at the Game of Thrones party. Thank you.